0: The following podcast is scheduled for one-off with no time. Left. Super Hot Fire! The greatest spectacle in podcast entertainment, Mr. Nestlemania! That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better, better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC! You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far on this butt. No, 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 no. Oh, you are no, such no, no, a no, sucker. No, no. You You're are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chubber Dooker Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jobber Knocker Podcast. As always, it's Nestlemania. This week, I'm giving JC the week off as well as the rest of the crew and letting them enjoy the last week of 2019 with their families as they've worked awfully hard this year on Jobber Knocker. So, what I'm going to do instead is I went and did something different. I hope you guys like it. I went on location to Proving Grounds Level 7 and sat down with a very, very special guest. And I uh, wanted to pick their brain as I sit down with a man known as Steven Baker, the man behind. King Leon the Six. This man has traveled up and down the East Coast and had some crazy stories and matches, and I wanted to sit down with him because I thought it was a different thing for the Jabberknocker fans, and I wanted to just introduce you to some amazing people that are here, especially on the New England scene. New England is a hotbed of amazing wrestling talent. We talk about behind-the-scenes stuff here, and I wanted to get deep, deep into it. So if you like what you hear, let us know. You know, Send us a follow at Knocker, everywhere you are, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Let us know that you like stuff like this, and we'll try to do more of it if it's something that the fans want. So without further ado, here is my interview with Steve Baker. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Adam Nessel alongside the man that is the, well, he's the man behind the King Leona Six, Steve Baker. Steve, <laughs> thank you for joining me. That's actually a very good way to put it. <laughs> the man behind it. Uh, so let's get right into it. So you've had, I think you've been in the business since uh, 2017, if I did my research?
1: Yes. April 2017 was my first show uh, ever. I ended up wrestling for RACW, I believe is what it was, as odd as that is. It was just kind of a random throwaway. And a uh, fun fact, I had not had my King Leo in the sixth year yet. So I was going by this uh, name, King, Bishop, King uh, Bishop for about two okay. shows. It was uh, something. <laughs> I'll say that much.
0: So you got into the business in 2017 and you were King Bishop. What made you think? first off think of wanting to be a king how did that whole ha-
1: thing happen uh so okay so breaking down complete walls here so there was a uh, about a year and a half prior to me uh, getting professionally trained that I was doing stuff in like this basement in Rockland. Uh, we were doing a whole bunch of stuff with um, just, you know, we were having a good time. We just, as a bunch of friends. We built a fucking ring. We actually had like 50 people a show, which was actually surprisingly not bad considering it was garbage. I mean, for what it is. Uh, but like uh, it, it helped me hone a character and the king kind of just came up. My first thing actually was Bishop. I was just going to be a strategist. this that the old, you know, just bullshit like that. Um, sorry. And... Uh, you can swear. Okay, cool. So basically it turned into, uh, we're sitting down and they just like, this just isn't working for me. I don't like the character. It's stupid. And especially, I don't, I just started, so I didn't fucking know any better. And, uh, basically it was like, well, the guys, one of these guys was like, Hey, why don't you just be a king? King Bishop. Let's do that. Let's try that for a show. And it just stuck. And Squire has been with me literally that whole time. So like, we've had time to refine a character before we even jumped into the big pool. And, uh, I think it gave us a, a surprisingly a head start, in uh, though it came in the wrong way. I think it worked out really well, considering. So, but um, yeah, King King uh, Leon and King Bishop and all that stuff. It just kind of came from. Uh uh, just a random man in rockland is weird as that sounds <laughs> <Interesting>. and <laughs> yeah. so you say you say the squire paul
0: yeah he, he's been with you forever right he, yeah he, he's, he's my best friend he, so is he your cousin or is he no he's, he's just straight up my best friend, best friend. Okay. He,
1: i live with him i mean we live together i mean it's uh freaking he's uncle paul to my kid like he's he's been my best friend for years i mean me and that kid i mean i think the success so far of what we've done has literally come from the fact that we are as close as we are as buddies you know i mean we just the the bouncing of ideas like i know you and you and todd same idea you know what i mean you guys are you guys have been doing this forever together as friends. It makes sense as to why it becomes, you know, you guys find your success together instead of just separately. It's the same thing with me and Paul. Gotcha. He, he's, he's a big puzzle piece to King Leo the sixth.
0: Sure. So I've noticed that uh, lately it seems as if there's Squire sometimes with you, Squire's not sometimes with you. Is that based on his schedule? Is that based on sometimes you think it's better because it's the king needs to do something on his own? How does that – how do you get to that point? It's a
1: little bit of everything. I mean, if I'm being uh, completely honest, it's – some of it's just sometimes you got to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? you gotta, yeah. you got to work your real job. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, as much as we love to be wrestlers, I mean, it's not paying every bill. I mean, right now, it's paying some bills. Truthfully, it's been pretty, pretty good to me. But I mean, it's not clearing my rent you know what i mean so i mean i gotta work just like he does and i mean him being a manager and him just being truthfully i mean i hate to say it this way because it's not just what he is but him being a piece of the puzzle and a smaller piece technically since he's not the in-ring worker it does kind of you know it doesn't fare well for him money-wise realistically um a lot of the time uh breaking down the wall he'll maybe get 20 30 bucks depending on where we go just to make sure we get gas covered but like that's also something new where we want to you know we everyone wants to make money doing what they love and uh but unfortunately, it's not going to cut it. So that's one of the big things with him not being around is he's got to work a shoot job, mm-hmm. um, which happens. Which is quite literally there right now. I dropped him off this morning before I came here because <laughs> yeah. he got his fucking car gone. Whatever. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but other times it's just it is selective booking. Um, uh, just like myself, I have taken myself away from multiple companies because I believe it's better for my future. Sure. If I'm being honest, um, and I feel like certain times he's just not needed. Mm-hmm. though he definitely I and mean, he always adds something it's not about him not being able to add anything it's just sometimes i think we wanted i want a different dynamic where he is and i want him to be more of a commodity just like i want to be a commodity moving forward as well sure so it becomes um it just it comes down to me and him kind of just looking at each other but like does this make sense for you to be there you know okay. cool very
0: cool so you've been talking about uh that you've worked a lot of different places and now you've tried to limit what you were doing was that a strategic move for maybe a marketing standpoint for, uh, for, for your well-being, for your health, or is it more of a – you see yourself as an attraction. You want to be at a higher level. It's what, what, so, a so the- little
1: little bit of everything um, that you just said, honestly. I want to become an attraction. Right now I don't believe I am because I oversaturated the market with King Leon VI the sixth the first two years, which I think was necessary to get my name out there. Um, I mean, I've wrestled pretty much this whole East coast. I feel like left and right up and down at this point, minus, you know, going South. Um, there's only so much you can do in a specific, you know, restrained area. So I, 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 am trying to market myself in, in different ways all the time. I'm trying to evolve with like promos. I'm trying to become, I'm trying to become someone that people want to pay to see at the end of the day, just like everyone wants to. Um, but me taking that step back and, and really just being making sure that I'm I'm picking the right places to work. It also comes down to talent. I hate to say that to be rude, but there are a lot of places that unfortunately some people just aren't up to the par of where it needs to be. And for a while I wasn't. And but like I people don't seem to realize this, but like I get a lot of flack just because of the way I came in. Uh, I came in pretty shittily. I ended up uh, doing a lot of just. You know, promos to get by. I could barely wrestle. I mean, I th- thought I could wrestle. I could not wrestle. I mean, you know, I, I could skate by a five-minute match and be fine and then get blown up fucking seven minutes in. Whereas, like, now I can go 20 minutes and have a full, full-on full match with this and work and this and, like, you know. But I came in the wrong way. So I get a lot of eyes looking at me like, oh, who the hell is this kid and why should we even care now because he just came in the wrong way. And, unfortunately, wrestling kind of like that. But um, – I realized I had to distance myself from a few of those places that I was saying because of the workers, because truthfully, you are the company you keep yourself with. Sure. So, Excellent point. You know.
0: So let's look, let's talk about that for one moment. You said that depending on the people that are talented or all that, you're kind right, of basically right, right. implying. So are you saying kind of just like that? there's a lot of different places you were working. You said you didn't come in the right way.
1: Were you? I did not, no. So So
0: were you saying that, like, you... Can you expound upon that a little bit? Yeah,
1: so I didn't... So basically, the thing is, is, like, the the right way to do it, and from what I've been told, and which is completely true. I mean, I don't believe that there's a quote-unquote right or wrong way to do it, but the, the, uh, the popular way, I should say, that people should do it is you go to a school, you pay for your school, you get trained well, you graduate from said school, and now you're a wrestler. And you get the the stamp of approval from the trainers and they give you the networking that need be to get out there for instance brian fury is the best trainer in new england hands down i have never been to that i've gone to that man's school uh once and it was for a mike quackenbush seminar and i'll tell you this man the quality of people you see coming out of there it it holds up for its own and you They do it the, uh, quote unquote right way and they shouldn't be ever taken away, but you got to remember, man, there are people out there, it's actually funny, I was having this conversation earlier, guys like Ortiz and Santana from LAX literally started in a backyard and got discovered from a backyard and just trained. There's always different ways to do it, but I came in doing pretty much promos to skate by because I, I had entertaining fucking promos, you know, I, I had the creativity to make them work and people want to see me and who the hell is this guy and, um, It evolved as we went. But, I mean, when I realized that the promos weren't cutting it anymore, I'll be honest with you, uh, Jose Perez uh, is my trainer. That guy pretty much uh, gave me a crash course over a couple months saying, this is how you wrestle. Let's fucking go. And we did a lot of hours. I'll say that much. So for the people that are listening to this by chance, I want to say to you, I am trained. I will go and outwork your best worker. Try me.
0: (laughs) 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 That's awesome. So like, so uh, do you consider yourself under the XWA banner or is it, you're more just a Jose guy? How does that work?
1: Uh, I'm definitely under the XWA banner at this point. Um, I mean, it's not to say like, I haven't been trained by Taven or any of those guys, but, uh, Jose is literally the, I mean, however you want to chop it up, the second in command at XWA Mm -hmm. and, um, Mike Antonucci has definitely taken me in with open arms plus some and continues to do nothing but good things for me if I'm being honest with you and uh, always been a very he's always been very very uh, whether I liked it or not brutally honest with me on some of my matches uh, telling me how much garbage they may have been and or this no no he's I'll tell you this about Mike Antonucci I'm going to t- take a little sidetrack here Mike Antonucci is uh, one of the most controversial dudes it seems like in New England when it comes to people liking and or not liking him for whatever reason it may be but if you want honesty and you want him to tell you what the fuck's up he'll tell you like there is he's never pulled punches me like, he, i would literally walk upstairs i'm like who do you think he's like well that was garbage like oh, straight wow. up like that was like it's like oh why he's like a b c d and he has his reasons it's not right. just he's saying your crap he has his reasons and every time 90 90 percent of the time i'll give him he's usually right mm-hmm. the other 10 percent, i'm like no mike shut up like, <laughs> i don't feel that way but you know right, right, right so it is what it is but um i put myself under the xwa banner at this point because truthfully i've been a pivotal piece there for about two years now and um any way you want to chop it up, I am one of their top heels and continue, I feel like, to do the right things by that company when I can, even with the lulls that it may have. Sure. So Absolutely.
0: So I want to switch gears for a moment. The one thing I noticed about when I first saw you was that you were very much – you were talking about the promos, and there were things that everybody was talking about, at least in this, this area. It mm-hmm. seemed like you were talking about you doing the Disney sing-alongs, <laughs> you yeah. doing your CDs, and then having – you know yelling at the Squire all the time and all these things. So what – do you sit down with Paul, and or is it like, a, I got this idea, we gotta do this in the middle of the night, kind of thing? Like, how, yeah, how do these yeah, things man. come to you? Uh, that
1: actually is all. <laughs> we kind of just, dude, we'll be eating a fucking burger at the table and just kind of hanging out, talking shit, playing poker. Like, dude, what about this? All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now, yeah. we're doing another song soon. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be going more of a uh, serious role soon. I'm gonna sure. leave it at that. But we are going to be—we've we decided we don't want to get rid of the fun completely. So let's get this fun out of our system and have it, and be ready. We're doing uh, the sound of violence. Oh I'll leave it at that. Uh, okay. King Leon the Sixth, uh, his own no squire, just his track, but it'll be the sound of violence instead okay. of uh, obviously The sound of silence. That's great. And uh, but yeah, I mean we're just and we're definitely gonna do a music video for the disturbed one, obviously, however we fucking can. But I mean we got we got some stuff, dude. We just did Lonely Islands head in a box I mean, instead of dick in a box, you yeah. know, and like it's just the dumbest thing in the world. But I'll tell you, like, when we actually put out those videos in the first place, like all those promos, the Disney sing alongs, the this, the that, uh, that all started because of Oleg. Uh, I don't know if you you remember yeah. the first match i had with oleg or not but that was a while ago now uh with outside the box and um me and oleg uh, i was f- so excited that was like the first guy who i honestly was just i wanted to wrestle him so bad because he does the whole off with his head i had you know it was just it, was, it just was it had to be there it had to happen in my head and he was a big guy too i'm like this could be fucking awesome and um so when i found out i was wrestling him i was like man how can we do a promo? just different like what can we do because like i mean i'm not gonna be like oleg i'm gonna take your head off because that's the obvious promo man i mean i'll throw some obvious ones out there every now and again when i get lazy but that wasn't one of those times i'm like i gotta make this thing like as big as i can make it and make it an attraction of a match that people want to go see so then we made the mulan song happen the you know um uh, to de- you know let's get down to business defeat oleg and whatever like just kept going and when we got the hits and the reaction we got off that road, i'm like paul we got something here man like let's keep doing it so every Thursday we put out a new music video for like 15 weeks like in a row We it was had like three a three and a half a months of videos yeah. And uh, but by the end of it we sold the CDs sold out of them the first night we freaking had them we had like 50 of them and they were gone so like we ended up making like 500 bucks alone that one night I'm like this is amazing so um we did that and then Lisa's like you know what I mean why stop there and then Christmas came we did a five song Christmas album that not many people know about believe I, it or I not I didn't know about that we one. have a five song Christmas album. uh, I'm dreaming of a gold Kingsmas. is what it was. (laughs) 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 It was the dumbest fucking thing. Yeah, but it works. (laughs) It works. And then we did the the, the more recent one. It was a whole pop album uh, which we did, uh, which was, um, now that's what I call Leo in volume six. Either way, man. It just... The promos literally started to write themselves. It's like the, the creativity was never... It, I mean, it's still never-ending, but we just decided we need to take a step back. We were oversaturating the market in ways that we honestly didn't want to, and we didn't want to just be seen as just another act. Like, we want to be an attraction at the end of the day, just like anyone I would I would hope would want to be. And... Um, but those promos, man, I'll tell you something. Put us on the map. We got, we got bookings out of state that people had seen us. Uh, Mark Adam Haggerty, for instance, yep. just recently got signed to MLW. Very good friend of ours. Um, was there before the mustache and everything. Uh, and, uh, little chubby Haggerty with no mustache. And... Um, he was like, Yeah, man, I'd love to come by and do a song with you guys after he saw we were doing these videos. Like, these are money. Like, I'd love to be part of them because sure. I feel like it's going to help us both. I'm like, You have a great reach. I have a great reach. Let's get together. Guy drove from New York one morning, fucking four hour drive just to do a music video with us and then go back to New York. Mm-hmm. That's how it started. And I'm like, And that one, the one that Haggerty had, because obviously he shared it, True. everyone fucking loves Haggerty. Right. Yeah. He's, he's the most lovable band in wrestling right now. Absolutely. And. That guy shared it, and all of a sudden, I'm getting freaking messages left and right from bookers in New York, and Jerry's like, hey, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, sick. Like, i mean, it now. I got new bookings all over the place because of a promo. Yeah. So that's one thing. PPW, for instance, uh, Pennsylvania, right. uh, where I was, where I wrestled Blue Meanie, Disco Inferno, Molina, wrestled all those guys. I am so jealous that you got to, <laughs> to, to wrestle Disco Inferno. By the way, it was <laughs> amazing. I, I <laughs> got a chart cl- bustered by Disco Inferno. I am, I am a was,
0: closet <laughs> Gil- Glen <Kimberly laughs> fan, so when I
1: heard that, I was like, he son is of a bitch. literally the sweetest man. He uh, right? Yeah, he's awesome. Okay. Um, but like, literally, he. Um, It was just like, and I got booked over there because of those promos. Mm -hmm. They saw my promos like, we want you here. And they saw because of how character heavy I was, that's why they gave me the names. They're like, who else are we going to give these fucking names to? Because all you got to do is play character and you know, you know how it goes. Like a name half the time doesn't want to like do the work work. They want to do their cool shit, which is understandable, which people come to see. They do it to me. You know yeah, I mean, that's sure, all yeah. there is to it. Um, but I will say this about uh, about Glenn, which I thought was a kind of cool little story. You might appreciate it since you're a Centenario Disco fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in the locker room. We we're calling. I think it was an eight-man tag team. Actually, we were doing that night, and uh, it was yeah, it was me, Fox Vineyard, and uh, I believe the Punk Rock All Stars. They're they're more of a local people uh, out there, mm-hmm. uh, and against uh, Molina Disco and the main event, who are now blowing up right now, House of Glory guys. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're out back, and we're all calling it. We're talking, and like some, everyone's throwing their ideas around. And I start to take over. I don't mean to. I'm just like talking. I'm like, oh, I got this, and I got this, I got this. And Disco's looking at me. I'm like, is that okay? He's like, I like it. You keep calling the match. I like this. So I'm just, kind of, and I'm just sitting there. So he's like, now I'm in front of Disco Molina. And these, I'm like, and I'm calling the fucking match when I probably have the least amount of time over all of these people. And I'm like... Well, I'm an asshole, like, you know? but they, lo- they, loved, they loved the match. They loved the idea. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I got to call a match for, for names and shit, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what, man? This is cool. Like, I love wrestling. Like, this yeah. is the coolest goddamn thing." That's awesome. So, yeah. I,
0: so out of all the the stars, I guess I would say that you've wrestled against. Right. Are there? Are there? Is there one particular name that you're just like, "This is something that I, if a friend's over hasn't seen my work. I throw that
1: in and Santino I." Santino Marella.
0: Okay, why? Because it's fucking Santino. No, I Morella. Didn't, I didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no um, because so so uh, that match it was me and Richard Holiday versus Santino Marella and Matt Striker. So we already have two names across the ring from us, which everyone knows if you're a wrestling fan. Richard Holiday, who is also not MLW, freaking doing great shit with Dynasty and uh, like amazing stuff. Uh, still not? Is he still? Are they still tag team champions? I, I believe they, they, are. they are. I believe yeah. they are still tag team champions over MLW. Um, good buddy of mine. Uh, I swear, man, like, that match was just so fun. We're in the back, I'll tell you. Like, uh, Santino's actually a pretty quiet guy. So he's sitting in his, you know, doing his thing in his corner, wrapping up, you know, getting ready. And uh, Stryker comes in and is quite literally the most rambunctious man in the locker room at all times. Um and just the most sarcastic ball buster you'll ever meet honest to god and he comes walking he's like hey blah 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 screaming everyone like what's up matt like i've already met him quite a few times like hey what's up so blah 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 this is what we're gonna do and he pulls out fucking he's like all right so i got these here lucha masks and he just pulls them out of his bag i'm like yeah he's like he's like also i got these uh uh, what else have i got in here Uh, i got these canes and like just random shit he's pulling out of his bag he's like i got some ideas i'm like Do ya? Like, you know what I'm saying? And Santino's just sitting there shaking his head, fucking laughing. Because he's obviously dealt with the guy before. And me and Holiday, and Holiday and Stryker are, like, really good buddies, too. They become, like, good friends because they bond over baseball and shit. Mm -hmm. So Holiday's just sitting there looking at Matt, just kind of like, you can't see my face until you're listening to this. But it was just the, what the fuck, man? And, like, we're just, like, waiting for him to, like so what are we doing, man? He's like, so we're going to do some Lucha stuff, but we're going to put the masks on and we're going to Lucha you while we have Lucha masks on, me and Santino, and I'm just like, dude, stop it. And we did musical chairs that match. Sure. We did the fucking craziest shit. But it was so fun, man. At the end of the day, me and, uh, I, I ended up getting, uh, I'm pretty sure I got pinned by, uh, Santino, but it was the fucking, you know, the whole Cobra deal. We, we all got cobra which was just yeah, that's so awesome. cool, dude. Yeah. And the fact that afterwards, we, we did a promo after it, uh, where I had, I had made a King Cobra. I was using a King Cobra for a month. I had a crown and a cape on a Cobra that Paul had actually owned from years ago from being a Santino fan. Sure. And we made a King Cobra and I didn't get to use it in the match but we did a promo afterwards where I tried to fight King Cobra versus his Cobra and he put my Cobra to sleep and the Cobra actually quote unquote died and we made an angle out of it for even a month after I was done with Santino at XWA that I had a little urn, a mini mini urn <laughs> that was full of the, the snake ash and we mourned the snake that was not even fucking real for sure. a month awesome time that's awesome but so yeah just just from the story alone i would say santino because we just had a blast up to it through it and past it that's amazing that's amazing
0: so you, you talk about a lot of different things that you're excited about how do you keep getting excited about wrestling you know because there's long drives that you do i'm sure you get burnt out i mean you got you got a you got a kid you got a, i assume a job that yes. you have to worry about there's so many things that you have to do how, how does i mean i know this is probably your love but how do you do it
1: um, I'll be honest, dude, I get a lot of help. Uh, not, not in the sense where it's like, like, all right, well, he needs us today. So we'll be there. It's more of like, um, I've set my schedule, man. You know, like, uh, I have pretty much the same life every week, which I'm okay with right now because I do enjoy my life for the, for the most part, you know? Um, I have a nine-year-old daughter who I have full custody of. Her mother is, is not around. She passed away a few years ago. Um, so obviously that became a difficult thing in itself. Uh, but I've had full custody of her for about four years now regardless so that's something that obviously is is the biggest task of all of this so i gotta remember man like i i I grew up a huge wrestling fan everyone's got the same story grew up a wrestling fan love wrestling that's why i'm in wrestling that's my story too there's no there's no difference i loved wrestling i'm in wrestling it's that fucking simple but i've decided and i figured out like it is hard some days where you're right. The bur- I do get burned out. The drives suck. I hate the drives. Everyone says do the drives. I agree, do the drives. But they fucking, they're garbage. Yeah. Like, they're awful. Uh, these six-hour drives to Pennsylvania, I'm like, I don't want to fucking be here. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm I, well, cool that I'm now here, but now I have six more hours back, whether I like it or not, or I'm not going home. <laughs> so, like... Um, but yeah the the burnout does happen but you know you got to look past the burnout like I think about all the times that I've already had all the opportunities all the fun times like the people I've met man I tell you that much like some some of the best friends I've met in wrestling Kellen Kellen Thomas one of my like closest friends in real life now because of wrestling um it's it's rewarding in its own sense it can get tiring there are days where I'm in the back and I'm just like man I don't even want to do this today regardless of how much I love it regardless of my passion for it uh the only thing that really keeps me going, though, I'll tell you, is just it's 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 the camaraderie, it's the fun, it's it's it's. What else would I be doing right now? Mm-hmm. I actually said this to T earlier. we were having a conversation. I don't know who I would be without wrestling at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't. Going on the only three-year market, I don't know who I'd be. And it's weird to say that, but having the daughter, having the job, having this, that, the other thing in my life, like, uh, dude, I mean. I have literally given myself no time for even having a freaking relationship at this point. And I've kind of just accepted that, as weird as that sounds. (laughs) I mean, I'm 30, uh, single, but at the same time, like, I'm not looking at it as as, as a downfall. I'm looking at it as this gives me more time to do what I love to do. Makes
0: perfect sense. Honestly, makes perfect sense. So you, so you have a daughter. Does she, yes. does she watch? So your she stuff? loves it. Okay,
1: she loves wrestling. Man, uh-huh. it got, it turned out so cool. Uh, I only found this out maybe about eight, nine months ago, tops. Uh, I would always have my mom come over and watch her on Thursday nights because, like, I don't want to bring her out so late. She has school the next morning, so my mom would come over uh, to my house. She would watch her, and she would leave when I got back. But. Uh, I was like, you know what? One day I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try to bring her over to Throwdown. I was like, you know what? She's old enough now. She was eight at the time. Like, or just just turned eight, whatever. I'm like, let's give it a shot. So I brought her to Throwdown. First one, she's like, yeah, it was really fun. I really like that. I actually like that a lot. I'm like, oh, cool. So I know she knows you like. I was like, who's your favorite? She's like, oh, I love Joey Bones. You know, so like <laughs> the, that was an automatic thing. I'm like, oh, so she was paying attention too. That's really cool. Good yeah. to know. Um, and then, as it kept going she has now become one of the most rambunctious people in the crowd. Like she loves being at wrestling events. She's like, Hey, can I come with you to this one? Can we? Some of them, I don't let her come to, cause they are too far and or I'll be doing stuff like this where I don't have time to take, pay attention to her. Sure. She still is only nine. So I'm not trying to be like, all right, go do you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Especially when either way, um, but, yeah, man, every Thursday she comes with us. Every Thursday night she'll be – she doesn't go to bed till like, 11 o'clock at night, which usually kills her for the next morning, but that's the one day a week where I let it happen because mm-hmm. I actually, believe it or not, am a pretty strict father, which you wouldn't expect if you knew me personally as a general, uh, general, <laughs> general person, but I am. And uh, she, man, she fucking eats it up. That's she, awesome. she, she got a custom AJP shirt for her birthday from one of the fans who's, whose friends, like they're, they're all, they've all like adopted her as one of their own as well. So it's really cool that way. So like I literally could be out back the whole night and know that she is fine, which I do. And, um. She's gotten freaking Joey Bones' is eight by tens, and this on her wall in the room. Like she, she loves wrestling, which is awesome for me.
0: That's amazing. That's gonna yeah. be so much easier as a dad, too. So much. Because I mean, I would. I mean, I would just think about it, like, what, who's watching her? What, you know, like, but the for fact sure. That, and it's that's so comforting to know that, like, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. I'm you
1: know? gonna throw it out there right now. If she is listening, I'm gonna just say this right now, uh, Miss Miss Kimberly Hutchinson, Tom Tom's girl that she she has been the saving grace she literally watches her every Thursday and she's like I have no problem doing that she'll even buy her fucking snacks when I tell her not to so she's <laughs> that's kinda, great. yeah man she she has been a literal saving grace for me and like uh, Tom is a Tom is a lucky man to have such a supportive woman in his life regardless of what she does because I've noticed the way that she is with him and everything and good for both of them like legitimately and she's just a good person that's my shout out for her because she deserves it. <laughs> Eat my, I eat my asshole, Todd. There you go.
0: Sorry. We got a, we got a quick uh, Simonetti side by there. Uh, so I'm curious because you've only been in the business three years. And I say only three years, but it's, it's been a, a lot of stuff you've done. There's right. got to be aspirations that you have. There's got to be stuff that you definitely have bucket list or checklist things you want to do. Absolutely. So what are those kind of things for you?
1: Uh, it's going to sound really general and really fucking just kind of weird. I want to take over the goddamn world, man. Like, I mean, seriously, I do. Uh, and whether I do or not isn't even, it's okay if I don't. Like, as long, I've made, I want to make impact. I want to make an impact in people's lives, like, legitimately. I want people to remember who the fuck I am, whether it be one way or another. And um, I don't ever go out there and give 10%. And everyone says that. Like, I, I don't. I, I will go out there every time, and I will be 100% the king every time. When I go through that curtain, I'm not Stephen Baker at all anymore. Very, very, very rarely, I should say, am I Stephen Baker. And I really do. I just want, I want to take over the world. I, I see the way that guys like fucking Joey Janella, the way that guys like uh, Joey Ryan, even um, fucking, you know, even uh, Sonny Kiss, really good friend of mine, he is now, like I said, AEW and doing extremely well. It's like guys like that, uh, I aspire to to not be, but mold myself into a person of that stature. I want, to be the per- I want to be an attraction. I want to be the person people want to come to see. I want people to look at me and be like, that guy deserves to be in the spot he's in, mm-hmm. in any company I'm in. Because I believe, and I don't care if it sounds conceited or egotistical, I believe that I am good enough, that I am a great enough character, I am a good enough wrestler, and I am a good enough person that I can put myself in any spot and be perfectly fine. And um, I just think it's a matter of time before I find it. As weird as that sounds.
0: Honestly, I love the confidence. I, sometimes you talk to people, you you hear them, and they're just like, ah, you know, like I'm just happy getting by, blah, blah. Fuck the minute no. I knew, the minute I met you, I'm like, this guy knows exactly what he wants to do, and yep. he's going, he's going to rip somebody's
1: throat out and take it. That's the plan, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, you know what? Like, I I hate to say it like this, but like XWA was the perfect example of one of these places. Um, you know, we had some people leave uh, about a year ago. I'd like to say now, um, some pivotal pieces. I won't name names because there's no point to. Um, I respect them, so I'm just going to leave that drama where it is. <clears throat> but some of these guys leaving, they were better than me, man. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see them go, I hate to say. Hated to see them go because they're friends of mine. Loved to see them go because it opened some spots. And as soon as I knew that, that's when I stepped into fucking fifth gear. And since then, that's quite, i like I said, become a mainstay there. Like, they, got, if they got rid of me, people would fucking riot, I feel like. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, so, like, nice. that's kind of – it's become that one of those things where people are like, yo, if the king – well, fuck that. We don't know. Like, that's not, it's not okay. We want him here. And um, that's where I want to be everywhere, you know. And, like, I'll say this. Going into 2020, um, for those of you, again, listening, there will be a – I'm going to throw it out there. There will be a new king. I'm not going to say how. I'm not going to say why. I'm not going to say when. But I'm going to give you fair warning. Be ready because I'm going to beat the shit out of everybody. I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) that, Honestly,
0: that was going to answer one of my questions because I was saying you seem to evolve a lot. So I know you can't give specifics, but I think, like – when I look at what you've been doing lately it seems as if there, like you said with Paul you guys have done the comedy stuff mm-hmm. and there is it just seems like there's more of a taste of that more violent that more impactful that kind That's of what like I that, want, man. that down
1: and dirty grimy ta- feel ta- I- I'm smelling blood in the water is where I'm feeling right now I see myself at this uh, I've done comedy for the last two and a half years of uh, my the only two and a half years that I've had in wrestling um, obviously there have been different times where I've, I've made it a little more serious and need, where it need be but If I need to, I was always the person to show ass. Everyone knew if you needed someone comedy on the card, put it to King because he's creative enough to make funny-ass spots and it'll happen. And sure enough, I did. But I'm going to put it this way. I have reached, in my opinion, and I'm not saying I've wrestled everybody that I could wrestle, but I've reached the pinnacle of who I could wrestle in the comedy world. Santino is the best comedy wrestler of all time, in my opinion. Always has been since I've fucking seen him. I have nowhere to go. I mean, I hate to say it, I could wrestle guys like Joey Ryan or Colt Cabana and guys like that. And of course, it would be amazing. I would, I would love that. I'm not going to, I would never turn that down if the offer came up. I would go back to where I needed to do comedy match with them. But I don't need to. And that's my thing. I want to show people that I'm not a gimmick, not just a gimmick, because I am a gimmick. And I'm a great fucking gimmick. But I'm going to say this right now, I'm a great wrestler too. And that's what I want to show people. And whether it comes down to me having to do it the aggressive way, which is what I'm probably going to do, I'm going to show everybody. Like, that's all there is to it. I mean, I, I am – for what I am, I believe that I can get by with any worker you put me in front of. I really do. And I don't say that, again, to be egotistical. I say that my knowing who I am and my confidence in myself, I know I can do it. Anyone they wanted to put me against. So –
0: that's awesome. That just I love listening to stuff like that because I like I said, there's so many people out there that are kind of iffy about it. But if you want it, you got to go get it. So,
1: hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Anyone listening, dude, seriously, don't don't fucking be pussies. Go out there and do it. Like seriously, take your shit. At the end of the day, not everyone's gonna like you. I got a bunch of people who don't like me, and I already know that for a fact. I don't give a shit. I really don't. Like, I'm not here to please you. At the end of the day, we're all going home to our own beds and sleeping. And wrestling's my second world, but it's my business too, and I'm running my fucking business. Yeah.
0: So. Better, no better way to say that. Is yeah. there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up?
1: Um, yeah, uh, if you're listening, Paige, I love you. Call me. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> uh, but no, uh, <sighs> you know, I, I just I I want to say like f- to the fans, especially the people who have supported me this whole time. Um, like, I love you guys. Like, I know that seems wicked cliche and, like, not to think. Like, I have so many of you guys' faces in my head as I'm speaking. You got, you know, Tara, Dwayne, fucking Greg Blanchard, uh, just uh, just off the top of my head, you three. Like, super f- – Brian Cook up in Maine. Um, I remember all of you. I'll leave it at that. It's not just a general thank you, my fans. I know who cares. I know who gives a shit. And I you know what? some of the people that I don't even know give a shit. I appreciate you too. But I know the people who are – invested in me and actually see something in me and uh, you will never be forgotten because I have the brain of a fucking elephant when it comes to that stuff don't ever ask me to remember your birthday though <laughs> and uh, I I just appreciate you all anyone who's ever supported me in any sense of the word even the people who fucking hate on me I appreciate you too because you make me way better and you're going to be really mad when I'm taking your belt <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> better way it, to say it fucking fuck them <laughs> <Yeah,
0: right? laughs> I guess this way it is so okay so we're going to wrap it up but uh, where can people find you
1: uh, you can find me on Facebook.com, Kinglyone the Six, this is literally just my page, or uh, Twitter uh, at at Kingly the Six, Instagram at King Leon the Six, it's all the same thing. Um, T-H-E-6-T-H just to be fucking so you know at the end of it um, you can literally find me if you add me on that you will find me every show I try to tag every show at least once when it comes to a share or making sure that everyone knows that I'm, where I'm going to be to make sure you can see me and uh, if you follow me on Facebook that's where most of my promos are and you can go back a good two years and see some entertaining shit everyone doesn't realize you can scroll down and see some cool shit if you just get below certain levels of it. and you'll see the evolution that's the funny thing too you look at the video names and how it's set up you see exactly how my shit's evolved because I make sure that I do a promo for every pivotal thing that happens in my career. Right. So you will see exactly what I've become and what I'm going into. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Steve, thank you so much for your time. And I, I can't wait to see what well, happens man, for 2020. Dude. I appreciate 2020, man. you. All right. Thanks again.